0: Welcome to Money Over 50 with Dallas and Michael. Uh, Today, we're going to have another listener question. This question comes from Gina Gabriella from Sydney. Love the name, Gina. Uh, It says, what if you've already retired and you don't have enough money? So, um, first of all, Gina goes on to say, loving the Money Over 50 podcast. Each week, Michael and Dallas present new information explained in a clear and simple way. I'm impressed. There is such a variety of topics covered here, and it's only the tip of the iceberg for what you two actually do in consultations. Great podcast, great topics. Keep them coming from just, Gina Gabriella in is, Sydney. This is one of those things where you had to read the whole lot out because she spooked us up there. So you well, read the whole. There's lot. a tendency <laughs> for us to read. Yeah, a uh, really nice, uh, yeah. good feedback, listener questions uh, mm-hmm. out. So, um, yeah, But but yeah, no. In all seriousness, uh, certainly. Certainly keep the keep the questions coming. Yeah. While we're on the topic of someone from Sydney who's written, uh, we're going to give a shout out also to a regular podcast listener, Anna, from Sydney. So um, Anna actually has a blog called IamBuildingWealth.com dot com, and um, and it's pitched from the from the point of view of of, of her as the yeah, as the as, the, as, business a, business. as a, as a uh, I guess she's a client of mine as well, yeah. Anna, yeah. but. Um, but Anna takes a lot of a lot of uh, charge of her own financial decisions so and it's something that she loves to do she loves it so much she's actually put a blog together yeah so it's probably a, a great read for anyone
1: who's who's listening in here because as we've said before it's hard sometimes for us as with with the curse of knowledge you know this is mm. what we do day in day out and so um, it'd probably be really interesting for our listeners to to jump on and check that out if if they would like to see from the from the perspective of of the client or a, of an individual who is who is going through this process and taking charge of their retirement. Savings.
0: Yeah, that's what's really interesting about it. It's from it's from her perspective uh, as opposed to our perspective, which of course the the podcast is, is mm. our perspective. Yep. Um, so that is IamBuildingWealth.com. Uh, it's a little bit more than a blog, actually. It's it's a it's a it's a web page. It's yeah, got yeah. Um, quite a few different stories, and and um, and and Anna's very forthcoming in in sharing uh, her journey, yeah. and um, and and where she sees. Uh, she's 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 shared quite a lot actually. She's she's been really good at sharing what she sees the value of 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 um, money over fifty as the financial advisors for yeah, her. Or, yeah. Uh, and also, this, the you know the types of things that she takes charge of herself yeah, that, as well. That, that's great because, like we, we've said many times,
1: it it really is a team. It's a team effort. You know, mm. it's kind of often our clients um, they come to us for for peace of mind and and to help them take charge. But it, it's yeah, it, it's interesting because we've we've seen that before with with clients where. Um, if the dynamic is if the dynamic is we're a team and we're all working together, it works really well. Mm. When it becomes um, someone saying, "Oh well, I just want you to, I just want you to do whatever you think," and and we need to get that client involved in 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 working out where it is we actually need to get to and what's important to them and all those kinds of things. So it's it's definitely not a passive process. It, it's not a thing that you can just sort of go, "Oh well, these guys make all the decisions," and. It's, you know, it's definitely a thing that I think we pride ourselves on is getting all that information from from our clients that we need in order to help them make the best decision rather than it's not that we're, you know, a God sitting there, you know, throwing down lightning bolts saying
0: this is this is what you need to do. No, absolutely. Uh, so, check it out. I am building wealth.com from Anna. Now, to the question. Back to Gina's yeah. question. Yeah. So, uh, you've retired. Or you're close to retirement, and you and you, yeah, you, know, you realize that you don't have as much as you would like to have, or you, yep. you don't have enough. Yep. Uh, I thought we'd go one for so, one here, so Dallas. Is, and is, is the
1: question is sorry, was it um, that you you have retired, or or that you're close to retirement?
0: She says you've already retired. Yep. Okay. So, so yeah, so, which so I
1: think well, is probably a good one because that's I guess a separate <laughs> issue if you are still working. But if you let's, you let's have go, retired,
0: yeah. Let's so let's go one for one here. So yep. so what would you do, and then you will come back to me.
1: Um, so there's two parts to this i think that uh if you are already retired um i guess the first thing i'd say is this is not a black and white (coughs) thing um we we've talked about this a lot on the podcast where Hmm. people tend to have a view in their mind of i'm working full time i'm working full time okay now i'm retired as Hmm. though you get branded with some big r and and you can never go and get another job again so the first thing i'd say is like it's anything. a dimmer switch now. Yeah, it's a dimmer switch. The That's light a, is a not great. on, the light
0: is not off. <laughs> yeah. The light so, is a dimmer switch.
1: Yeah, so I, I guess the first thing I'd say is there, there's a separate issue here of, you know, do you actually need to go back and do some paid work or not or, you mm-hmm. know, um, which I think for a lot of people where they might listen to this podcast and, and we say, you know, you, you need 20 times your first year's income. I, I, I don't have that. I need to go and work the actual how much money you need to retire is, is a very fluid concept depending on your age, uh, other sources of income, including Centrelink, mm. what sort of lifestyle you want to live, um, what your plans are as you get older, what your plans are with your home, all these sorts of things. So but if, if you think you don't have enough money, firstly I'd just check that assumption. You, you may actually have, have enough money. Um, it, it's, it might be based on your situation that you don't need 20 times that first year's income or whatever the case may be. Um, if, if you if you do realize, okay, I do I do need to earn some more income, I think that's the first thing I'd say to people. It's not like a, oh, well, now you've got to go straight back out of the coalface and find the first full-time job that you can find, whether you hate it or not, and just play away at that for another five years. It's, that's, not, that's not how we think of that transition into retirement and that's not practically how we're seeing it with our clients who are retiring. As you say, it's a dimmer switch where it's really a thing where Okay, I do need. I'm going to be. There's a bit of a shortfall here of money. I probably need to go and do some paid work. It doesn't mean that. Okay, I was an engineer for the last thirty years. I need to go and find another full time engineering job. No, this is, I think, an opportunity that people could take to go. I, I do need to earn some money, but what are the things that I actually want to do? In in what ways can I um, make up that income shortfall while actually mm. making my lifestyle better? It, it shouldn't be that that thing of I'm either going to work and hate it, or I'm going to be retired and love it. It's yeah. It's how can I make my overall lifestyle better?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, where I'd start uh, is with my budget, mm-hmm. and I, I'd go back through my budget and and we we know as planners that a spreadsheet of your yearly expenses is as long as your arm. Yeah, it's long. Yeah, um, and if you can tweak. All of those expenses, you can you can draw a line through some of them. Mm-hmm. You can prioritize others. Yeah. Then you can then you can still there's, there's there's quite a lot of savings that you can still come up yeah. with. So, and it's not necessarily scratching out everything. You know, yeah. You 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 might you might want to prioritize. You've retired yeah. and you you think you don't have enough. You still might want to prioritize travel, for example. Yep. You want to say, okay, well. Yeah, I want to travel now. What does that look like for me? Mm-hmm. Um, well, it looks like I'm gonna yeah you know, try and minimise costs in in other areas. Yep. Um, it certainly strategize around the age pension. Yeah. yeah. And but- I would I would actually look at the age pension, and say, okay, how can I? Because so the age pension, there's two tests. Yep. The assets tests and the income tests. Mm. And um, and there's there's limits. That uh, you can you can have in, in both of those. Mm. Uh, now, if you if you if you structure things correctly, you can you can um, uh, do a reasonable amount of part time work yeah. where it doesn't affect yep. your age pension. Yeah. So it, it, it actually enhances your age pension. That's tradition. a great point. You, you yep. sort of need to understand where <laughs> where on
1: assuming that you are eligible for Centrelink uh, age mm. pension, understand where you are in those things because you you might. As you say, if you are being, if you're only getting a part pension because of the assets test, yeah, you could go and do some part time work and and potentially not have that impact to your your age pension.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So if you're getting if you're getting a part pension, yeah, because of the assets test, and generally speaking, not always, but generally speaking, the assets test tends to be the one that kicks in. So I'll back up a little bit for listeners. Yeah. yeah. When you're assessed under age pension rules, um link apply both the assets test mm. and the income test and whichever one determines uh, results in the, the lowest pension is the one what that you use. So yep. so generally speaking, not all the time, generally speaking, it's an assets yeah. test that, that lowers people. Yeah. If you're getting a part age pension, what Dallas is referring to there yeah. is um, you can earn quite a bit of income yep. uh, and to and take you it, up though. to... Bef- just before to the threshold of where the assets test has you, so yes. yeah. uh, it's 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 actually about um, finding a calculator, yeah, yeah. and and actually and, going through that and working out. Okay, well, what what's what's the assets test? Um, which is the test that they that that wh- what's the test that they're applying? Yeah. or they're going to apply for me? And and how do I? You know, how much can I earn an income, for example, from part-time work to take me up to 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 not. Not be at the detriment of what I'm receiving and I think in age pension from the assets test.
1: It's sort of a slightly different point to um, the, the one I was making before, but you know the old saying: "To a man with a hammer, everything looks like a nail." So mm. when we spend forty years of our life, I go to work, I get money in the bank. That's that's the mm. that's the the, the trade off there. And then you get to retirement, you go, I don't have enough money coming in the bank. You're in, the first instinct is, well, I got to go and do some work to get the money mm. in the door, and and what you actually find is for, for some people, depending on where they're at and and those sort of <coughs> things, it's it's not it's not the case that, and I'm not saying that, obviously if you go and earn if you go and earn some money, you're going to have that money that you didn't have before, mm. so you're going to be better off from that. But if you're in a situation where, well, you you could go and earn thirty thousand dollars from paid work for the year, but that might reduce your age pension by ten thousand dollars for the year, and mm. so. You then got to look at it as, well, I'm not actually earning 30. I'm really only earning the difference there. Mm. So that's, I think, the, the point you make there is is that you've really got to follow that the whole way through and go, if I'm going to go and start to, to if, if the way I'm going to try and meet that shortfall is with paid work, how does that impact my other sources of income? Mm. Um, you know, even with things like extra tax, if, I, if I've got an income source and then I go and do some paid work, uh, I might ha- I might be paying more tax than if that was my only other source of income. So there's a few different things that you've got to fly through there, and I think it's it's not quite as simple generally as I go and I go to work and earn a dollar and I get and that's a dollar a dollar more that I get in some cases. You you earn a dollar, you pay some in tax, you might actually miss mm. out on a bit of centlink, mm. and of the dollar that you earn, you might only be fifty or sixty cents better off. And yep. that that still may be the case where you, you you make a decision to do that, but if you're really not wanting to go back to work. I think that's where I, I, your first point you made is, is probably the key there. Where if you're if you're ten thousand dollars short uh, in in your income needs, there's, there's really two ways to to make. I guess there's three ways to make that up. There's uh, go and earn more money from paid work. Mm. There's draw ten thousand dollars more out of your retirement savings, uh, or there's find a way to spend ten thousand dollars less. Mm. And and the spending less. It's very boring. People listening to this yeah. are probably going, no, don't tell me that. I don't want to spend less." But what we see is, particularly in retirement, uh, if you're reduce, if you if you can reduce your income, uh, if you can reduce your expenses, what that what tends to happen is is you salary, in your age pension, and, and your other income sources. Those things make up a higher portion of of your of your expenses. So mm. I guess to use a concrete example, if you're spending sixty thousand dollars per year and you're a single person getting the full-age pension, which is about $24,000, dollars a year, you have to come up with $35,000 a year out of your retirement savings. Mm. And if you don't have enough and you're starting to chew into that, you then get into tricky territory where, well, I, I can only really afford to pull $25,000 out of my retirement savings and I'm getting twenty five dollars from, from Centrelink, so I need $10,000. And that's kind of what I was mm. touching before is if you're $10,000 short, but then you go and try and earn that through paid work, A you might actually not want to work. That's That might mm-hmm. be why you're retired is because you don't want to be working. And B, if you go and earn the 10000 it might actually reduce the amount that you're getting from Centrelink and so you have to actually go and earn 15000 or $20,000 to get the same benefit. Whereas if you just go, I'm spending sixty, I have enough to, to fund $50,000 a year sustainably. Mm-hmm. I, I think that people underestimate how quickly you adjust to that. And so as as you touched on there, if you look at your budget as all those different line items, we're not saying go from spending sixty thousand to thirty thousand. It's probably that there's ten thousand dollars worth of fat in your budget of mm. things that you have just done all your life that you spent money on that you don't really get any enjoyment out of. And so mm. it's a trade off there of going well. And you might look, and, and I think it's a, it's a great exercise to go through anyway because if you go through your budget and you go, no, I definitely do need sixty. Okay, well at least you know then you, you know that I need to I need to plan around that for all of my retirement. Whereas. Mm. If you can go through and go, well, actually, there's $10,000 worth of stuff here that I can just trim and it won't have any impact on my lifestyle, really. That's that's the easiest low-hanging fruit there is just to go, mm. well, now I don't have to worry about that. I don't, and I've already got to where I need to be without having to worry about earning that money because mm. I guess that's the other part of it is. If you if you need to go and earn ten thousand dollars each year in retirement, that's fine in the years where you've, you you number one you do want to do it and and you are physically well enough to do it. Mm. It's it's that might either of those might be taken out of your hands in future.
0: Any thoughts? Yeah, no, um, I no, I certainly agree. I'm just I'm just trying to think of if I've got anything else. To, to add, I, think, um, I mean yeah. the, other, the, the 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 there are other depending on your situation, there are other things that you can do. Um, one of which is again, if you're assessed under the age pension, which we, let's assume that you are, if you've retired with with not a, yeah with quite not as much as you would uh, you would like to be. Um, let's assume that you're getting at least a part pension. Uh, one of the things that 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 I have seen value in is. Um, is is not not wasting money but effectively doing repairs on your house doing, doing bringing things. them forward yep and uh, it would only be things that you were going to do definitely let's say over the next five years hmm. but if you had things that you needed to do over the next five years if you yep. if you if you do them earlier it takes that money. It's Off so the books, so because it then it your your house
1: is not assessed for settling purposes. So if you your spend house is twenty thousand dollars on, on your house to to repair <laughs> your roof, for example, yeah, you then don't you don't have that twenty thousand dollars in your bank account. It's not an asset for settling yeah. purposes. It's yeah.
0: Now so it doesn't uh, work for any, everyone. No. Um, you would have to be only getting a part age pension. Yes, for that. So what you're trying to do? Because if you're getting the full age pension, you it get no yep. other value in that. Yeah, which which. What you're considering is if I take $30,000 of my savings, which are assessed yep. as an asset, and I yep. move that into repairs of my house, which I'm going to do anyway, um, what is the effective uh, increase that I would get yep. from my from my age pension yep. at that point in and, time? Yeah. And the yeah. Uh, so, it's, it's, it, it again comes down to a mathematical calculator. I've, yep. I've seen in the past where that percentage rate of return is quite a high percentage, yep. a la, yep. you know, I take $30,000 um, from my savings and, and spend yeah. that on my house. Now, my age pension goes up by three thousand dollars or something yeah. like that yeah. in, in in certain bands. Yeah. Um, which which um uh is effectively a ten percent rate of return on on, yeah. on on that money that I've spent. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So there's that option. I've got, um, I've got the opposite of that option, which is <laughs> you could sell your house. So you can sell your house. Now
1: we've just been talking about Centrelink and send and send but um, and so this is where selling your house is. Again, it's really a trade-off decision that needs to be made because if you sell your house or if you downsize your house, for example, mm. the 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 money that you free up from doing that does become accessible for Centrelink purposes. So if you were going to do this, you'd need to flow through the trade-offs and go, mm. okay, well, how much am I... Under, the new, under my increased assets, how much is that going to reduce my Centrelink buy? But in some cases, I think this is probably going to be more the case... Very interesting uh, from a legislation point of view because we're going to see this with our listeners who are in in major cities. There's a lot of people that are getting close to retirement now who have got a huge amount of the, I guess as a percentage of their net worth, tied up in their home. And so you know you, you can you can have people who have got next to no liquid assets, but they've got a two million dollar house in in Sydney or something like that. And so there's there's a trade off there where people. Either um, don't want to sell their house, or if they sell their house, then they miss out on, you know, as a couple, thirty grand a year from from Centrelink, and so it, it, there's all sorts of different ways that you can potentially tap into the equity of your house as well. Um, that in 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 some cases you could you could either downsize your house, you could sell your house completely and rent, you could. Um, do like a, and again, this is not saying everyone should run out there and do a reverse mortgage.
0: You could, there's all sorts of different ways. That you oh, I have pension. a really interesting one here. Yeah. What is it? So, so the the assets test for a couple yeah. that are homeowners yeah. is $405,000 yeah. to get the full age pension. Yep. Yeah. So, um, ignoring the income test for a moment, if you were just, if they were That's applying it. the assets test, you could have... Um, $400,000 of, of effectively uh, effectively financial assets. So, yep. that's superannuation, investments, cash and things like that. Yeah. Um, and they don't count the value of your house. Yep. So, uh, look, at in an extreme, if you were sitting on a $2 million house, yeah. uh, it's not counted as yep. an asset. Yeah. Because that's yep. – you're living in it. It's your principal place of residence. You could have um, – yeah, let's say you have $400,000 of financial assets yep. and you're getting the age pension and then you're you know, tapping and you're drawing down on those $400,000 of financial assets. Yep. As that money starts to run out mm. because you're drawing so much from it, you could you could conceivably sell your $2 million house and... Mm. Uh, and then buy a replacement house for one point six million dollars, yeah, and, and put do another four hundred thousand dollars. and stay below the assets test. Yes, yeah, uh, and yeah. then you know, run that money out, and then you can do yeah, it again yeah. if you wanted to. You yeah, can go from one point six to one point two. That's exactly right. So there's, there's there's plenty of different things to do. I guess um, again, it's it's a hard question to answer because there's so many different scenarios. It's well, it's 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 yeah. content, it's contingent on your situation. Yeah, I think though, like I guess.
1: Some different ideas, and just to recap the the different ideas that we've come up with, and and for anyone who's listening and is in this position, this will probably be a thing where some some of these you know if we've got five ideas, some of these won't be relevant to you. There might be only one of them, or there might be all of them relevant to you. Mm-hmm. But you know, the first thing we talked about was potentially um, reduce you reduce your expenses. So mm-hmm. you have a look at your budget and go: Do I actually do I need to spend as much as I have been spending? Are there areas where I could reduce my my expenses and and you know, still enjoy my life and be quite happy. Um, the section op- second option um, would be to go and get uh, go and get a part time work. And that, and mm. that's the point I made there is it's not to say you have got to turn that light switch fully back on and and go and go and get mm. a job in in the full time in the capacity that you were employed previously. That this is a great opportunity to go and uh, do something that you've always been interested in um, that you that you always mm. wanted to work on but didn't get a chance to do. You could treat that as a as I say like. Basically treat it as a hobby, treat it as a as a thing to do to fill your week that you really enjoy and try and find something that you're gonna be mm. that you're gonna get get a lot of meaning or enjoyment out of doing. So go and get that part-time job. However, with that comes the third thing, which is having a think about your your other sources of income, of which Centrelink age pension is really the main one there. Mm. And so if you are gonna go and get that, that job, or whether that whether or not, is there a way that you could get Extra uh, income, or make sure that you are getting the maximum amount eligible from from age pension and and from Centrelink um, that you that you're entitled to. Yeah, you know, we haven't touched on. There's different things that you can do there around contributing money from one spouse's um, superannuation into uh, a younger spouse's superannuation and and actually get more in in age pension. So I guess, but globally, that third category is, is you know. You can either reduce your expenses. You can either do some paid work, or you can try and get more income from Centrelink in some capacity.
0: Yeah, I think you you, you definitely need to to strategize around Centrelink Yeah, in in that. Yeah, it, um, it, that
1: that's I think probably the the point that we've we didn't really. I, I think it's it's again seen as a static thing. You, you go, mm-hmm. you lodge your Centrelink application. They tell you how much money you get every fortnight, and and that's it. Mm-hmm. And a big part of you know, our, our work with our clients in retirement is is you know. In the same way that while you're working, we want to minimise tax. Um, in retirement, we want to maximise your, your government benefits. So we want to we want to minimise the government costs, and then in retirement, we want to maximise the government benefits. And you know, it's mm. not we're not doing anything uh, dodgy or illegal here. It's just saying that you have paid tax for forty years. The, the mm. point is, if you if there is if if you are going to be eligible, there's a way that you can be eligible for age pension.
0: Um, you, you you need to take advantage of that, or you should mm. be taking advantage of that. Yeah. Um, really good question. Thank you, Gina. And um, and certainly if, if uh, we would welcome listeners to submit any questions that they have uh, at podcast at mo50.com.au. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to the Money Over 50 podcast with Money Over 50 Financial Advisors. We look forward to catching up again soon.